2: Hello and welcome to episode 403 of Geek Town Radio. I'm your host Dave and I'm back this week with... Hey, how are you doing?
0: Hello, I'm good. Thank you, Dave.
2: Good, good. It's been a few weeks you should be on. What have you been up to? In fact, I think you were on the 400th. That was probably the last thing you Yeah, were I was on the four.
0: Yeah, I was on the 400th. Um, and then I went away on a little holiday and a major event in our lives happened. Um, yes. I got proposed to.
2: Yes, congratulations. <laughs> so I was,
0: uh, yeah, very overwhelmed with that. So um, I've been on Geek Town about five years now. So I think you've seen me through my entire journey coming <laughs> yeah. out out getting into relationships and now um, yeah, I'm yeah very happy to be proposed to on holiday in Spain I was on there for a little break during my half term um, so I have been swept up in that and so I think TV and film have taken a bit of a back seat um, but nonetheless I've had a little bit of time um, to finish a few things start a few things um, and just have to have a chat about reality TV I'm probably here like that one every time I need to just have a little chat about reality and what's going on <laughs> yes so what have I finished so i finished Beckham very unlike me to watch a footballing documentary. I was say, I that's very out
1: of character.
0: <laughs> but it has a Spice Girl in it, so I thought it was very <laughs> Well,
1: important. Okay, yeah, fair enough.
0: No, but actually, it was a really interesting commentary on the news and journalism and those regular listeners. I'm a teacher of media and film. So actually, when you're looking at how the news portrays people and agenda setting, it was fascinating. I was watching it and going into school and telling my students to go and watch it and in, in a, a message to how people can be whipped up by the media frenzy and how it was affecting them personally. Now we can see it from that side. And I remember the, the kick. I'm sure, Dave, you remember yeah. Bye the Argentina game was massive like the imagery that you see in the newspapers and the, the effect it must have had and they even say it in the documentary they didn't have mental health back then and it's very true they did but obviously it was not prevalent as it is today no. but David was on the verge of depression like you know he, he could he had no one to reach out to and it was just it was a really well put together documentary yeah. and I've seen today I think it was today or late last week the Robbie Williams one got released and I'm thinking should I, I'm not a huge Robbie Williams fan but it's just a really good documentary series and I know that he obviously battled his demons through sort of 90s UK as well yeah. so it got me thinking I, I do actually like documentaries and I hope when we're doing our list later this year I might be doing Beckham in the older structured reality and documentary list so it's definitely one one to look out for in our lists of the year Yeah. also finished Ghosts UK absolutely stormed through that in about three days yes um, I did
2: the same thing there's, yeah. there's a, there is one one Christmas episode coming up but yes the
0: main series is finished I I almost felt a bit sad when I got to the last couple of episodes because I was obviously beside that watching Ghost US and like I could consume three or four episodes a day with Ghost US it took me a bit longer to finish it because there's 22 but Ghost UK there's just something a little bit more special about it the performances the actors you just feel a little bit more connected to them so yeah I finished Ghost UK a couple of days later finished Ghost US I think they're really strong series I do like like, that ghost U.S. leave the house and go out and about. And I yeah. like the twist. Um, it's not really a spoiler, but they have car ghosts. And I really like that twist. And that was the actress from Superstore. Um, oh, yeah. she, came back, yeah, she came back for an episode, a couple of episodes about being the car ghost. And I thought that was quite fascinating. Yeah.
2: it's What I, I like about those series is they have diverged in the sort of same way that the U.K. and the U.S. office diverged, in that they've done a really good job – in taking the basic premise and expanding that world out. you know, yeah. So it isn't just all completely in the house. It's got more ghosts in it and the storylines are, are expanded. And uh, I, I think they've done a wonderful job with the US version. It isn't as sort of homely as the UK version and that will always have a special place in my heart. But <laughs> I think people reject the US version because oh, it's a US remake, but they've actually done a really good job with that US version. Whilst I'm very, very sad to see the UK version go, I'm kind of glad that the US version is still going strong and uh, I hope it does for a while yet because I think they've done a really nice job with it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Also finished. Nevermind the Buzzcocks. (laughs) I I just do love that series. I I love that as well. I mean, they just, the combination of like Daisy and Greg and Jamali is just so funny and it shows you something like I remember watching it when it was originally released and when they do the lineups, I never really used to know the artists or the bands because they were from the 70s or the 80s yeah and now they're doing them and they're all from my era and like they're all the bands for from the late 90s early noughties and i'm you're spotting old. them straight yes. away
2: because <laughs> so you're I'm getting old. old i know <laughs> the feeling yeah. so
0: i really really enjoyed that it's,
2: um, it's a great great show it doesn't have quite the vicious sting of the no. original series because Simon Amstel isn't there but Greg still does a wonderful job he does and, a really and, good job and the lineups when they're taking the mickey out of the the lineup people are vicious I mean yeah. they really are <laughs> I, the, I, it doesn't as I say it's not quite to the level that the original series was but I think you wouldn't get away with that now no, so I, I, I think it's a good balance of of sort of old and new you know with that they've done a yeah, really yeah. really great job with it. the stories are great and funny and yeah
0: i think there'll be a christmas one i'm sure there will be i know I they so. did one last year so there will be a christmas one um and then let, let's flip the mood completely i watched bbc's the reckoning and this is obviously the retelling of the jimmy savile story yes. um, from the um, viewpoint of the victims in particular and oh my god this was so dark and so horrendous the quality was really good steve coogan was really good i struggle with steve coogan sometimes because i know personally he can be a bit abrupt and rude and you know there's, yeah. there's that element but his acting in this it was creepy and i suppose that was what it was to do and you know they worked hard to make sure that the victims were front and center of this and they were the, the bookends of each episode and it's just fascinating um and that's, you know, Charlotte Moore, who is the commissioner for BBC at the moment. She made sure that this was on the BBC, but it was made totally by ITV studios. So ITV studios could right. make sure the story was told without trying to in any way make the BBC out to be innocent in this. Mm-hmm. It is very clear that there was knowledge of this throughout members of the BBC commissioning and planning and that. So it's very honest, but it's still very dark not something to cheer you up but if you want to see an absolutely amazing performance then go and see it um it's creepy and it's interspersed with real life footage as well right so there are moments where you see those uh, sort of documentary type footage cut in with steve coogan um and it's just a bit well, it's a bit eerie but yeah i did i did manage to watch that
2: Sorry, so let's get over that. Yeah, I I haven't caught that yet. It is one, I've forgotten that had gone out, but it is one that I do want to go and check out at some point because obviously I I am fully aware of the whole scandal with that. So mm -hmm. I I, I am sort of interested to see how it comes across, but it is what I'm building myself up to, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's you've got to be in a good place when watching it, I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other things that I'm currently watching, so I am one episode left of Breed. What an amazing season four! I've really enjoyed this every series they've made, but I think season four, the new Luke, it's just the, the storylines leading up to like obviously I've got one le- episode left. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just I love where they've gone with this whole series and how they've got there, and the supporting cast is just incredible. The actress who plays his mum is just divine, and she's just so good. And you know, I I'm sad it's over. But um, it's a really stellar British series that had a bit of a rocky start in season one, had very mixed reviews, but has come out at the end of it looking really, really good. So one episode of that left. Um, Have
2: you seen that much of that? I have seen the first couple of seasons, I think. And then I think it came out when I was away for one of the seasons. So I sort of missed it and then forgot to pick it back up again. And uh, it is on my list of things that I need to go and work through when I get a little bit of time, because I really liked the first couple of seasons seasons uh i love daisy haggard who is uh, if you ever follow her on social media as well she's incredibly funny um and she's she's a wonderful actress that that does a great balance of comedy and drama she Mm. she struggles both really really well and same with martin freeman as well who plays the dad it's really really good i really do want to go and get back into to that and and the rest of the cast i'm really interested to see as well yeah
0: i I recommend it they do read Recast, this is not a spoiler, they recast the children every other series yeah. uh, because there's a sort of like a time jump. They live in this, yeah. they're not really the term in the year. But the Luke in the last series I think is just really good as mm-hmm. carries across the character really well. You sort of still remember him from the previous actor and there's elements that he's brought to the role. Yeah. And I also, finally, they dropped Solar Opposites. I remember being on a podcast about 10 weeks ago yes. and you said Solar Opposites is this week and I remember looking and I emailed you and went, Dave, what's happened the solar opposites yeah but finally back I watched two of them are they all up there I can't remember seeing them now yeah yeah, yeah. So, the entire season um, is I'm sorry there. Gonna, gonna pick my way through that the first bit is so funny with the dart in the throat um, yeah, and then and then they explain that even in flashbacks you're gonna hear a British accent because they talked about some sort of their own yeah, chrono yeah it's,
2: it's, Chron- a, cr- chrono things or something <laughs> that, 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 that like, like, like yeah. Yeah. so you're gonna hear it like, accent in flashbacks <laughs> do <laughs> with it is yeah. basically what they said i've loved this season i'm much further on than you i'm eight episodes in but there is a wall episode in there there is a silver oh, cops episode in there as well as well as those bits being scattered across some of the other episodes the wall thing is scattered in a few episodes and then there is specifically a wall episode uh, oh, and brilliant. there there are bits of silver cops as well which is then then has its own episode it's been great and dan stevens does a wonderful wonderful. job voicing corvo it is unlike rick and morty where they use soundalikes this is very much you know dan has come in and taken that role and and is doing a wonderful job with it it fits it so well it's it just it works brilliantly and um uh, yeah it's a great great series that i'm thoroughly enjoying it
1: so
0: (laughs) um and then my paranoia that I want to make sure I've watched some of the really good series that people are talking about before we start doing our end of year lists I've done a couple of episodes of bodies on Netflix and one episode of upload on Amazon Um, I still got so much in my to to watch list like Gen V and Invincible and things like that that I know I need to go and watch but bodies was being talked about so much being targeted I thought I've got to watch that timey-wimey brain hurting things in episode one yeah um, that sort of builds on episode two so I know I've got to go back and watch those upload. I actually struggled with episode one. I found myself watching it and then having to stop, go onto like IMDB and Wikipedia, try and read back up on the previous season. Cause the gap between them has been quite long. Yeah. Um, and just try and get my head around it again. So bodies is a yes. And upload, I'm a little bit, I'm sure about. I mean, I haven't gone back to it in about a week because it wasn't as engaging as I remember the first couple of seasons. So I'm going to have to try and give that another go. Maybe my brain just can't handle too much information.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Uh, there is a lot going on with upload and it is quite impenetrable. I think if you haven't watched the previous seasons or forgotten where they got to. And I had a few moments like that going back into it. I am really enjoying this season. They're dropping, I think, two episodes a week. It's still been really good for me but it is a lot and you do actually end up having to go back and like go hang on where where did we leave things what happened i yeah, can't
0: remember exactly
2: that's pretty much for me i'm
0: off to see marvels this sunday cool. gets released this friday so i'm off to see that on sunday um and other than that um because my brain can't take much at the moment i've been filling it with a lot of uh, reality stuff so still plowing through drag race uk still watching the bake-off still watching taskmaster and i we started Survivor. Uh, just the weekend gone i've seen some negative press already about it saying this bbc has spent loads of money and it's bombed i kind of like it i remember the original and there's no harm in having joel domit in shorts and a vest uh, on the beach um <laughs> telling the contestants what to do uh but you know it's it's what it is it's a mixture of a bit of shipwrecked, a bit of the traitors a bit of the challenge if anyone's ever seen that in in america so it's got the elements that you want um, and i've you know i'm enjoying it so far so is my partner so we're ignoring the haters it might not get renewed because you know they like to ax things if it doesn't get 10 million people on the first season but you know we're all warming up for the return yeah. of Traitor season two so and well, <laughs> yeah
2: I, I think that is the problem with survivor is it is a known brand because it is a huge show in america although i don't think it's as big as it used to be but it sounds like the uk version hasn't really flown as well as they hoped it would so we'll see whether it comes back it's a difficult one i think to get off the ground at this point point. It's whether you're still flogging a dead horse a bit like Mm -hmm. Big Brother at this point. I mean, I've seen a lot of people say with the Big Brother revival that they kind of watched it with a sort of car crash kind of interested in the first few episodes and then have had zero interest in it since yeah. then
0: so my partner my partner said the same he started it and then it was just he just lost interest in it and you know we had a lot going on in october anyway but he just mm-hmm. there was no drive for him to jump back in and watch it it's not like he wanted oh i must catch up with that he was like oh i'll just let it go yeah um but, you know, traitors set a big bar in our life for reality I, TV.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably the thing, isn't it? You know, that, that's the big uh, so, thing. So. so
0: that's pretty much me uh, waiting to hear about all your time at MC Comic Con, Dave. And what else have you been
2: doing? Yeah, MC Comic Con was the reason, apologies, that there wasn't a show last week. I was just, I got back after three days of that and was absolutely exhausted and was just, I, I can't put a show together. I have been editing videos all week as well. There was a panel for Ghosts which had a lot of the ghost casts on it, which was great. That was really fun. They were talking about their, you know, their characters and how the characters were developed. And they were also talking about how much they like their characters. Fanny's facial expressions was one of the things that came up. It was like, did did you dial up the facial expressions for the final <laughs> season? She's like, yeah, I might have gone a little too far. And
0: <laughs> She has got a fantastic facial expressions. I remember so, her from Yonderland as well. Really, really the, yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, Yonderland, Horrible Histories. They did say that they will probably work together again on something. I mean, it was fairly non-committal. I don't think they've got anything particularly like, this is going to be our next project. But, I, I you know, they've been working together since Horrible Histories, and I suspect they will carry on working together. Yeah. But they haven't actually announced what their next thing is going to be. I mean, Ghost is a difficult one to top, because, I mean, Horrible Histories was huge. Yonderland, not so big, but really unique in and- Interesting, and then yeah. the Will movie I noticed they was playing I think last night on BBC and uh, Ghosts as well. So they've got a lot of of time and love for each other, and I mean they're they're a good band of uh, comedy mates. And yeah. uh, I hope to see more from
0: them. Did you see Matthew Bainton turn up in the US one yes. as an actor? Yes, yes. <laughs> plays, <laughs> plays a, like
2: a British actor is very funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very funny. There was a panel with them. There's some clips of that up on the YouTube channel. There was a hilarious panel with Felicia Day geek goddess that she is who uh, has appeared in a million different things of course this is all done during the strike so we couldn't talk about specific projects it's all talking around stuff they could talk about ghosts because of the fact that it's made in the UK it's not a SAG project a lot of Felicia stuff is so she couldn't talk about like specific roles on a lot of things but she did talk a little bit about um, possibly reviving the guild which is her own thing and that was a YouTube stream streaming thing so that she could talk about possibly as a musical apparently they're talking about with that there is also it's hilarious they cj who is the uh, host for that stage is a geordie and felicia day doesn't understand the geordie accent or was at least playing that up quite a lot so there was a lot of comedy insults going backwards and forwards for felicia not understanding what he was saying and this has been going on for about five years so there is a video up on youtube which i put up called Felicia Day does not understand Geordie it's really funny because he he quizzes her on Geordie phrases and it's just great (laughs) she's like really really funny video that was really good there was a panel for some of the cast of Our Flag Means Death including Rhys Darby on that one again uh, it wasn't called Our Flag Means Death panel because they weren't allowed to actually talk about the show so a lot of that stuff was them talking about sort of auditions and Rhys is doing stand-up and that sort of thing so they were talking Talking about other things that they're doing which wasn't directly our flag death related but it was lovely to see those guys and critical role which are you aware of critical role no tell me more so <laughs> critical role they do have an animated series which is on prime video but that sort of came after everything else critical role is a live action streamed dungeons and dragons game oh, made no, by no group, idea. <laughs> made by a group of of sort of mates who are voice actors and improv comedians and and that sort of thing, one of which is Ashley Johnson, who she appeared on the Killing the US remake of of that Blind Spot as well. She played Patterson on Blind Spot. If you, remember. oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, she's the voice of Ellie in The Last of Us as well on the video game, and uh, she played Ellie's mother on the TV show briefly as well. But um, Critical Role is massive and i mean well put it this way there is a 4500 seat theater at the xl in london and the panel was at 11 a.m it was at capacity by 9 (laughs) a.m Wow, and they were also live streaming the panel to the other two stages that they have there which is smaller and they were both packed they haven't had to do that since they had the loki cast there in 2019 that's how big (laughs) critical role is it's enormous they have millions and millions of followers it's incredible that something which is basically a bunch of friends playing dungeons and dragons on a live stream is so ridiculously popular but it is you can go and find uh okay there's a critical role website and they do it in seasons so each sort of D campaign is a season of the show and they play different characters on various different seasons and stuff and, and they do one shots they played wembley recently that's how big this show is they <laughs> and God. it's insane how popular critical role is it's very funny there are clips from that up on the YouTube channel as well just had great fun down at MCM um, I, I didn't get as many cosplay photos as I usually get because literally every time I set foot out of the door it poured with rain and, and a lot of the cosplayers usually hang out on the grass outside the front of the XL and uh, I, I thought oh I've got a bit of time between panels I'm going to take some photos and literally the moment I stepped outside it rained so um, not quite quite as many cosplay photos but uh, they are up on Instagram and I've done edits of things and uh, so you can go and check all that out but uh, yeah I mean MCM as ever is brilliant and uh, always really good fun and um, a lot of people saying you know they had a really really good time particularly at this con so uh, I'm really looking forward to going back and uh, they're at Birmingham later on this year in December got Wales coming up soon as well so uh, lots of things going on with comic cons as we head towards the end of the year On the TV side of things, though, Lazarus Project is back for its second season. I have seen the first episode of that. It's great. George is sort of on the outs after the events of season one. Papa Estadu is back as George. It sort of flips the dynamic between him and his girlfriend as well, because... Uh well, i just in case you haven't seen the first season, I won't go into uh spoilers I, about that.
0: yeah <laughs> I can't wait to see that actually. I really enjoyed that in the end once yeah. I got round to watching that.
2: Joe Barton did an amazing job with that. I have got a couple of videos going up, interviews with the cast and with Joe. There will be stuff going up on the website about season two. So uh check that out later on this week. But I saw a version of the first episode. It wasn't entirely finished. There were sort of bits of CG missing and stuff. So I'm looking Looking forward to that landing. Really, really enjoyable. In terms of other stuff, I am watching Solar Opposites, as I mentioned. Uh, Invincible started, that's back with its first episode. That was another show which sort of picked up after a really phenomenal first season. And it's been a long time coming that, but because animation takes a while. So that's been really good. Time? I watched as well the season two of that again from Jimmy McGovern it's Jodie Whittaker Tamara Lawrence and Bella Ramsey who plays L in the TV show version of The Last of Us and of course Game of Thrones really great cast in that three very different inmates who are the sort of three main leads of it as well as a really solid supporting cast around it it's not something to watch particularly if you've just had young children uh, if you've got babies around that there are are going to be some potentially quite triggering scenes in there and subject matter but unbelievably dark it's interesting you mentioned with the uh, the reckoning as as well bbc had some really depressing shows on recently by the sides <laughs> of it uh, but yeah it, i mean it's still just brilliantly written wonderfully acted it's nice to see bella actually playing somebody who is actually her age because usually up until now she's been playing sort of teenagers and you know this is a, a much more a sort of early mm. 20s character great set of leads for it they bring over one or two maybe of the characters from the first season but It is a completely sort of separate thing. It's essentially, it is an anthology all set in this women's prison and it it sort of shows the life of these three inmates who are in there for very, very different things and their struggles and how they get on. And uh, it's just a very compelling drama and and well, well worth going to check out. But yes, not particularly cheery, that one. (laughs) Gen V came to an end for its first season. I thought they did a brilliant job with that. There's a few interesting surprises is in that final episode. A few people pop up as you would probably expect. Lower Decks, also Star Trek Lower Decks finished its latest season. That's been great. If you sort of rejected that of being a a kind of parody show of Star Trek, it very much isn't by this point. It's a genuine Star Trek show that just happens to be animated and leans more on comedy side. But it is very much a Star Trek show and well worth watching. There is character development in it. There are really interesting plot lines there is an overarching story that runs throughout the whole thing as well as the sort of story of the week things that they're doing each episode but there is very much a a running theme through that as well it's just been superb that and and uh, they're doing a wonderful job with lower decks and uh billions ended completely as well i thought they rounded that off really really nicely they um brought damien lewis back for the final season uh, he's not in every episode of the final season but it is sort of very much bringing axe back in as a character if you've been following that from the start it is a great great show and the sort of almost a sort of oceans 11 kind of heist feel to the last season because th- there's plotting going on and th- that is sort of mixed behind the scenes and th- you don't get all the story until they sort of piece it together in flashback later on but it's really really good and um, I think they rounded it off really nicely but you know I'd be sad to see it go because I think it's a it's a great cast of people but they've got a whole bunch of spinoffs that they're potentially working on as well so um, I'm going to be interested to see what they come up with and see if I think they can capture that magic with some of the spinoffs but very very enjoyable and uh, they rounded it off nicely so uh, if you've not started Billions you can go to the beginning start from season one and be happy that there is a definite conclusion to that and it's a good, solid arc that they're running through with that. And the other thing with Loki as well, which is coming up to its final episode, they have actually said recently that that is not going to end on a cliffhanger. It it is going to wrap up properly. I think they've been doing a wonderful job. It's been one of the best things in the MCU that they've produced so far, certainly out of this phase, but I mean, admittedly, that's not a particularly high bar, but um, (laughs) they've done a really really good job with Loki have you been catching up with that
0: I'm only two episodes in um, my obviously with all that was going on with me and my friend I watch it with has got a young baby so us finding time uh, together that his his wife agrees to is <laughs> quite difficult but we've watched episode one and two um, and then when we go and see the Marvels this weekend I'm sure we're going to then talk about when we're going to see the rest of it by then the whole series will be out so we're just the sort of people that would just do it, all episodes back to back we'll finish it together yeah, um, probably that week. So yes,
2: clearer evening or something, and, and yeah. go and just binge through everything because there's only like six episodes in it. Yeah. But they've done a wonderful job with it, so uh, I I'm really really enjoying that season. The casting's been great. There's some interesting things that they're doing, messing around with the timelines, and uh, I I do wonder what it's going to mean for the wider MCU moving forward. So uh, we'll we'll see how it it goes, but uh, hopefully they managed to land it well. But that's been a great series as well. That's all the stuff we have been watching over the past couple of weeks. Let's move on to some TV and film news.
1: (laughs)
2: So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. Quite a few cancellations because we were off for a couple of weeks. So um, Rabbit Hole has been cancelled by Paramount Plus, which was the Kiefer Sutherland series, which I'm very annoyed about because I really, really liked what they did with the first season of that. I thought it was really good and uh, they've decided they're not bringing that back. Also, the TV series of Fatal Attraction, they have decided they're not bringing back as well, which I didn't watch, but um, Rabbit Hole, I'm, I'm upset about. Uh, not
0: I think it's strike related, do you, Dave?
2: Hard to say at this point. It didn't seem like it was strike related. This, but who knows? Some of these have been, some of these haven't been with the cancellations. It's a shame. But Rabbit Hole and Fatal Attraction gone at Paramount Plus. Joe Pickett also has been cancelled after two seasons at Paramount Plus as well. So that's also gone letter kenny which i think does run somewhere over here but that is going to be ending on hulu after 12 seasons so that will be coming to an end Well, Mania has been cancelled after one season by Netflix, so that's gone. Superman and Lois is coming to an end with its fourth season. We haven't even had the third season, I don't think, over in the UK yet, but CW have decided it's not coming back after four seasons. To be honest, I I think that's probably the right thing to do for multiple reasons. It's the
0: end of an era for the CW, isn't it? Well, it
2: it is, yeah. I mean, it's the last of the Blantiverse, Arrowverse-adjacent shows. I mean, Flash was really the last Arrowverse show because they sort of sat outside that but it's the last Belantiverse superhero show. And given that most of those Belantiverse shows have kind of the quality drops off a cliff after four seasons, that's probably not a bad thing that it goes out at season four. Also, of course, they are introducing the James Gunn new DC universe. They've got a new Superman coming in that and maybe they don't want two Supermen around at the same time. I'm not totally shocked that that is going, but I think they did a good job with that show. It was, you know, the quality was generally up there. Yeah, certainly, it was higher quality than that god awful last season of The Flash. So, uh,
0: <laughs> did you see the Grant Gustin news? By the way, yes, he's uh, leading a Broadway show.
2: Yes, he's yeah. he's leading a Broadway show, which is awesome news. So, I'm really happy for Grant that he's he's going to be doing that. And uh, it's a, it's a musical, isn't it? I think he's doing it, actually.
0: Yeah, Water for Elephants, which I think was a um, Andrew Garfield film many years ago. I'm ah, sure. Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah so Well, I can see that working. That yeah. sort of fits in that mold. So that's good. I'm I'm glad Grant's uh, getting back to the stage and doing musical stuff because you know, that's sort of where he started his TV career as well, wasn't he? Exactly, he was on yeah. Glee. So glee. Wait, which was renewed for a second season, is now no longer renewed for a second season. They've decided that they're reversing that decision. So uh, that I think probably was partly strike related because it was delayed and delayed and delayed and uh, they've decided they're now not bringing that back. So uh, Wait is is ended after one season and um, there is an entire streaming service going, which is Lionsgate Plus. That is going to close in the UK. Stars and Stars Play, which is the streaming service service in the US are still running, but they've pulled out of a bunch of international markets in the UK being one. I mean, the main thing we lose is Outlander. However, I do suspect they may just sell that back to Amazon, who are the people that they were outbid for, because it's a Sony-made show, I think. And I think the only reason Lionsgate Plus had it in the first place was because they outbid Amazon for it. And given that Amazon were the second highest bidder and they ran it originally, I do wonder whether it will just end up getting pushed back onto Amazon now, which will probably make quite a lot of people happy because it means that they get it, as part of their amazon subscription without paying an extra five pounds a month there is also the power books whatever series three four <laughs> and five and a million i don't know what they're doing with that uh and things like the great as well they had a number of other things on there like the steven Mel heels but that's been canned after two seasons and it didn't look like they were going to run the second season of it they had a few other bits and pieces but they kind of not been picking up the subsequent seasons of a lot of shows we should really have been a sign that there was something wrong there so with the exception of outlander i don't think we're missing a huge amount from it and i suspect a lot of those bigger things may end up somewhere else like i think power originally ran on netflix the original show over here so i do wonder whether netflix might sort of order a job lot of the various books and and pull them onto that So hopefully some of the shows will get sold to other places. It's not closing its doors until some point in 2024. So it's still going to be running for a bit longer, apparently. Did you ever look at Lionsgate Plus? I mean, I've got... I
0: I actually had a subscription, but I had cancelled it when I heard this news. Um, I got it for the great... I think I got it in like late September, and then I never got round to watching it, and so then I've just cancelled because I thought actually I'm probably not going to. It's a really busy couple of months for me, so I know the Great was originally went out on More Four, so I don't know More Four might pick it up in the future. Well,
2: actually, the, the later seasons of the Great are already going out on terrestrial TV anyway, and that's another show that's come to an end. Um, yeah, they premiered it on Lionsgate Plus, but it had a second run on Channel Four or More Four. Oh, so yeah. I suspect that will still happen for anything that had a second run and there was a number of other shows that they had which had already had second terrestrial runs so i suspect that will just carry on Mm. um it just means that lionsgate won't be premiering them earlier we'll see what happens but the shows that were popular i think will still end up popping up in other places first sort of big or bigger streaming service to go but you know saves you some money so <laughs> as long as the shows end up somewhere else you're not losing anything yeah. in terms of renewals sweet magnolia is renewed for a full season by netflix so that will be coming back futurama renewed for two more seasons by hulu we've actually got one season still to come so that's renewed up to season 14 now we've only had season 11 so season 12 will be the next one and then 30 it's renewed for 13 and 14 lots more futurama to come and that's on uh, hulu and disney plus Bear has also been renewed for a third season that's on Hulu in the US and Disney Plus over here you watched that didn't you
0: I do yes
2: the Traitors renewed for a third season Woo-hoo! before the launch of season two which is coming soon apparently that they haven't actually given a date yet I thought you'd be happy about that
0: yeah so last year it was released like November the 29th because you remember I said I could talk about it in context of the year end because it did technically air the very last week of November yeah um, so I imagine that's where it might come again this- year
2: Yes, so that's good news. Uh, Gen V renewed for a second season, which I think comes as no surprise to anybody. The first season has gone down stormingly well, so that's great. Good Omens, whilst not officially renewed for a third season, it looks like everything is lining up for a third season of Good Omens. And obviously, you've got to get the diaries of David Tennant and Michael Sheen lined up as well. So when that will land and uh, you know when they will officially announce that, I don't know. Doug McKinnon, who was the co shot showrunner on the first couple of seasons is apparently not returning i i don't know whether he's tied up on other projects or or what but he did say that he wasn't returning for a third season they need to make a third season because given where the second season ends not in the best place it was lining things up for a third season so it seems like everybody's on board with wanting to do it they just need official green light from amazon for it to happen it sounds like that is in the works but they haven't officially announced it yet Pickups and other news. Due to the strikes, there are things being moved around. So White Lotus Season 3 and Welcome to Derry, which is a Stephen King It spin-off prequel thing, I think. Both of those have been pushed to 2025, apparently. Oh. So uh, they're going to be way off. The uh, Batman TV series The Penguin, which stars Colin Farrell, that has been pushed from, it was originally supposed to be spring 2024 that now moved to late 2024 so that's been pushed back game of thrones house of the dragon that's still on schedule for early summer 2024 that sort of falls outside of the strike stuff anyway so it's no great surprise that that's still on schedule because even though it's a hbo show it's all shot in ireland and a lot of the cast are working under equity as opposed to working under sag and it wasn't affected by the writer strike because all the scripts have been approved prior to them to start shooting so they actually weren't as affected by the strike as everybody else was that is good news and uh, that will still land in early summer 2024 last of us season two will be filmed in 2024 and air in 2025 which is not unsurprising i think we expected a two-year gap between the first season and the second season of that so no great shock with that nautilus which is an interesting one because that was a show that was made originally for disney plus UK. They then decided that they weren't going to actually air it. It was one of those that they wrote off, even though it had already been filmed. So they had this completed TV series, and uh, it's based on Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Stars Shadiz Latif, who you'll know from uh, Star Trek Discovery. They basically had this show, and they needed to sell it to somebody else. AMC in the US have picked it up. So still don't know where it will land in the UK. It's got that fascinating. Saturday night BBC kind of filling the Doctor Who slot once Doctor Who's finished airing its season. It feels like it should fit that slot quite nicely. Whether the BBC decide to step in and pick it up, possibly for the UK, I don't know, because they have done that with a number of shows which AMC air. It is made by an outside company, but we'll see. But at least it's got a US broadcaster, which you know implies that at least somebody might pick it up in the UK, which is good news. Sky Witness have picked up the rights to Fire Country, which is the Max Therott from Seal Team series. It's the reason that Max Therott is no longer on Seal Team because he was sort of juggling filming the last season of Seal Team and Fire Country at the same time. And Fire Country is his show. He's an exec producer on it. He co-created it. That will now premiere in 2024 in the UK. There is a second season of that coming as well.
0: Is that the convicts being firemen? Yes. That's That's the one, yeah. It's
2: a system that that they have that gets to reduce their sentence by going and fighting wildfires in California. And it's inspired by Max's sort of growing up in fire country mm-hmm. where things tend to spontaneously combust in uh, California, the, the sort of scrubland and stuff and forests and things. It's been one that we've been keeping an eye on, but they've officially confirmed that that is uh, going to be coming on to uh, Sky Witness in 2024, which is good news. There was an update on some of the Yellowstone stuff. If you're a fan of Yellowstone, they've bumped the final part of season five, which is the final season of the main Yellowstone show. They've bumped that 12 months because it was supposed to be airing now-ish. They've actually bumped it to November 2024. That is strike related. That's why they've moved that they've also announced that they are doing the continuation series which is basically going to be a lot of the cast from the main Yellowstone series but not Kevin Costner because the reason they ended the main show was because Kevin Costner and the creator of Yellowstone are by the sides of it no longer on speaking terms so <laughs> they decided that they would move forward and take a lot of the cast and the rumour is that Matthew McConaughey will step into the leading role of the show although that again isn't officially confirmed yet They've also announced another prequel series because, you know, they've got a whole bunch of these prequels. Yeah, no. uh, So (laughs) there is another prequel, which is going to be called 1944. That will all be landing either sort of late 2024, uh, obviously November 2024 for the main Yellowstone conclusion, then late 2024, early 2025 for the other two shows as well. If you're a Yellowstone fan, there's a lot of stuff out there. Have you looked at any of that? Because it's one that has completely bypassed
1: me.
0: Yeah, bypassed me. I I nearly got into Interested in the Helen Mirren one, but then yes. I was like, "No, I just uh, my sister who lives in America is in love with it, and it's such a huge show over there." <laughs> so she was, re- she came over and went, "Oh, you've been watching it?" And I'm like, "No, I've heard loads about it. It's just completely bypassed me." Uh, but yeah, she raves about it.
2: Yes, it is all coming. It's just all being delayed, and that a lot of that is strike related. Echo, the TV series, the Marvel TV series, that has now got a premiere date which is the 10th of January 2024. Interestingly, they're releasing it under a a new banner which they're calling Marvel Spotlight and it's a label that they're going to start using as a sort of sub-category of Marvel things which are titles that they say present a wider variety of stories which don't require as much prior knowledge of the MCU. So they're trying to sort of use them as as on-ramps for people that are trying to get into the MCU without having to watch a billion movies. It's an odd one to do that with, given that Echo has already been in some other stuff. She showed up in the Hawkeye series, and she is sort of integrated into the MCU, and you've got Kingpin in there, who is also in the Daredevil series, yeah. so okay, fine. They're doing it under Marvel Spotlight. It is supposed to be a limited series, I think, that, so there isn't don't expect a second season of it. The Marvel Spotlight brand is based off the Marvel Spotlight comics, which was an anthology set of comics, which had basically the Same idea ran in the 70s and 80s, and it was a way of introducing new characters, which then were sort of integrated a bit more into the main Marvel timeline. We'll see how that goes, but there is a trailer up for that now. And uh, the other interesting thing with that show is it is the first mature rated one that they've released. So if you're worried about things like Daredevil not being as violent as it was on the Netflix shows, given what they showed in the Echo trailer, I don't think that's going to be an issue moving forward. (laughs) because i mean there there are some pretty violent bits in that trailer so um yeah they they are prepared to be sort of branching out in that i mean that may be another reason why they even the spotlight brand as well so they've got a sort of slightly separate brand that isn't as suitable for children possibly as well I i i don't know but it does look like an interesting show though Um, Also on Marvel, there's news that the uh, season two of the What If? animated series, that's coming at some point over the holiday season, but they haven't given an exact date for that yet. So uh, that,
0: have no, that feels like it's a bit out of nowhere. We've been waiting for it for so long and then they're just gonna what drop it out of nowhere.
2: Yes, because it was supposed to be earlier on this year and then it got moved back and then it got moved back and then going back again. And yeah, now they've they've sort of said it's gonna be um at some point over the holiday period, apparently. Speaking of Marvel and Disney and stuff, you may have seen some stories about Disney buying Hulu. Just wanted to clarify a few things about that because People were like going, oh, my God, this is terrible. Disney buying Hulu. Disney have had control of Hulu for years. All they're doing is they're buying the shares that Comcast had in Hulu. Comcast had no creative control over Hulu and haven't for years. They were effectively a silent partner. Disney at some point had the option to buy out the rest of the shares. That option has now come up and they're buying the rest of the shares. It's purely a business thing. Nothing will change, basically, because they just carry on running it as they've been running it. Ultimately, it means that they'll just be making more money out of Hulu, you know, Mm -hmm. basically it. The other announcement, which had well through being off, is Doctor Who has got its return date for the David Tennant 60th anniversary specials. Saturday, the 25th of November, that will land. And uh, also the Hooniverse, which is what they're now branding it, had landed on iPlayer, which is a huge array of classic era Doctor Who, as well as all the new Who stuff. One of the other things that came out of that actually is they said that Shooty's season will be branded season one.
0: Seen that. A Controversy Dave. <laughs> yes.
2: So what essentially they're saying is that that the new who era that started Chris Ackleston ended with Jody Whittaker. So this will be a new thing. This sort of new Russell T. Davis launch of Doctor Who will be, you know, it's marking it as season one, a new thing, which I kind of get why they're going down that route. I mean, arguably, I guess I, I don't know whether the 60th anniversaries fall into the old one or the new one or uh, just bridging the gap or something. I don't, I don't know where they're placing those, but. The Shooty series will be season one, apparently. I'm looking forward to this, you know, and I think it it will be quite a good on-ramp for people. And I think that's the sort of point is, you know, to get people back into Who that maybe have fallen away from it because it kind of got very convoluted and all over the place over the last couple of New Who seasons across Chris Chibnall's run and some of Moffat's run, if we're being honest. But I'm looking forward to getting back into this. Where are you with Doctor Who these days?
0: I was watching, Joe. And then I just got lost in the episodes, and I'd always meant to go back. I think I'm technically on New Year's Day 2019, possibly. Right. or Or 2020. I'm somewhere around there and I never went back and then in my mind I'm like oh I'm going to binge finish the Jodie era uh, and be all ready for it but I have not got the capacity to fit that in before <laughs> it comes. even though it's all there I know I can get it by the click of a button I just don't have the capacity so I am potentially going to be one of those people who ramp back in with these birthday episodes that are coming up and then into 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 shooty so that's yeah. my plan
2: now yeah I think he's expecting a lot of people to maybe do that and I mean I, I feel a bit sorry for jodie because she got kind of screwed over by the storylines she as the doctor was great it's just the plots weren't particularly good you know i would hope that maybe she does some big finish stuff and uh you know she gets a chance to expand and play around with that character a little bit more moving forward maybe they'll they'll bring her in for a sort of multiple doctor episode or something or uh, you know particularly would like to see her having written by uh, by russell t davis i think that would be an interesting yeah. one as well but yeah i If you want to go and catch a lot of old who, there is a lot of stuff up on there. They've also, as a way of getting people into those old who episodes, they've recorded some new intro little bits that are called Tales from the TARDIS that takes classic runs of the original classic era and has the uh, old doctors like Peter Davison and Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy come back and have done sort of new intro things into them in character with them sat with whoever their primary companion was at the time and uh, their little sort of five minute intro so you can just go and watch the intros and not watch the rest of it like I think the uh, the Peter Davison one is a uh, shock which is a classic era story they'd be really interesting to kind of go and look at the one thing you don't have is the original first episodes because the son of the writer of those first episodes has decided he didn't want to sell the rights to the BBC for reasons uh, basically <laughs> which I'm not going to get into uh, but he's being a bit pick about it and, and just basically said that he won't sell the rights to the BBC so the initial episodes aren't on there unfortunately you can go and find them in other places and I'm sure people will locate them if they want to but uh, yeah it's a shame that that isn't in there So, moving on to other things, a little bit of a striker update as well. At time of recording, we're recording this on Monday night. Uh, This may have changed by the time this episode goes out on Tuesday, but SAG are currently reviewing what the Hollywood studios have called their last best and final offer. That phrasing has thrown up a lot of controversy. It's legal language that they have used. They did the same with the Writers Guild. And of course it isn't. That is what they're calling it. And it's basically saying this is the last offer of these round of negotiations. It comes across like a bullying tactic, which it kind of is, which is no great surprise because it's the Hollywood Studios and that's kind of what they've been like throughout this whole thing. It's just not a great look. And it's rubbish as well, because if SAG come back having looked at this offer and go, it's still rubbish, they're going to have to renegotiate. So uh, it's kind of pointless that they put it in that sort of language but they did so that's all it is it's just stupid idiocy from the Hollywood studios as usual what they've said about the package that they've put forward, and this is bearing in mind this is from the studio side, said this is the full package forward-looking and fair. CEOs told them that this was a historic package for the guild, including strong AI protections. None of this means anything until we hear what SAG, who are looking at it at the moment, come back and say about it. I mean, you know, yeah. because if they come back and say, this is rubbish and it's still not close enough to what we need, it will go back into negotiation again. Yeah, y- you right. Um, at the moment SAG are looking at it that's all we can say right now hopefully it has everything that SAG need out of it and it's something that they can put to their members because I think everybody wants this strike to come to an end but they can't do it unless it's got the protections that they need. And they've held out for this long. There's no reason for them to cave at this point. We'll have to wait and see what they say. Like I say, we're recording this on Monday night. By Tuesday, they may have come back and said something more. I hope it's a positive thing, but if SAG come back and say it's not good enough, it's not good enough. So we'll wait and see. There were a couple of other little news stories as well. Prison Break. Do you remember that TV show? I do remember Prison Break, yes. There may be a new version of that on the way oh. from Elgin James, who was the uh, co-creator of Mayan's MC, along with Kurt Sutter, in made Sons of Anarchy. Elgin was the main boss of it because Kurt sort of got it going, but then left it. I think this is kind of interesting. It will be a completely new chapter, so would likely be entirely focused on a new character cast although it would be sat in the same world, so you could potentially bring other people over. It just wouldn't be Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller as the leads in it, which I think is fair enough because the series that they ran in 2017, that sort of comeback series, kind of wrapped the stories pretty well. So I think to then throw another prison break onto those guys would be a bit odd. So Mm. um, it would be nice to see them maybe pop up in some way in this show. But, it's not going to be focused on those characters. It is going to be focused on an entirely new cast. This, at the moment, is in development. It's not necessarily coming. It may land. It may not. It's being developed for Hulu because Elgin is under a a deal with 20th Television, which are are part of Disney, which are part of Hulu, as we were explaining earlier. The other thing he wrote was um, he co-wrote Outlaws as well with Stephen Merchant. That's the other show that he's known for. Decent person behind it, and and, um, it's also got the creator of Prison Break, exact producing it as well, and some of the other original exec producers as part of it. So uh, as I say, it's in early development. I think it's just, it's something you could maybe make a show out of, possibly. I'd make quite mm. a good anthology series, possibly a sort of different Prison Breaks. I mean, it'd be a different sort of thing because the hook always was the thing about you know Michael breaking Lincoln out using tattoos on his body. But uh, you'd have to find a different hook for it. But I think a show about Prison Breaks. Varying types might be an interesting thing moving forward. awesome yeah. I never watched it again. It was
0: one of those ones I always wanted to watch, and by the time I was ready to watch it, it was coming to an end. But I'm just wondering, like, are they are they genuinely running out of ideas over there? That, that they're just are they just going to back catalogs and thinking, let's what else can we exhaust in the back catalogs? I'm just worried about the the well, creativity stream is drying it, up.
2: But it, it's brand recognition, isn't it? To a yeah, certain extent, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's picking up brand recognition, and if you can find an interesting story that works and isn't just a rehash of the old thing, and it's not somebody else covered in tattoos, there is possibly an interesting thing that you could use that branding for about sort of people mm. breaking out of prison and going on the run I, I i think there is something in there it may go nowhere it may go somewhere it is in development for hulu at the moment and uh back over on disney as well daredevil the daredevil born again series has, has had a bit of a turbulent time because it started shooting then the strike happened so it stopped shooting the top brass at marvel hq including kevin Fage, took a look at what had been shot and went. No, (laughs) we don't like this. It was Chris Ord and Matt Corman. Biggest thing they'd done was Covert Affairs. They were the head writers on it. They've basically got fired, although they are staying on as exact producers. And they've now found the replacements for it, which seemed like a much better fit. What they've replaced them with is Dario Scarpane who was a writer on the Punisher series, which is part of that sort of Netflix Marvel universe, which is great. He also was consulting producer on Jack Ryan, and wrote several episodes of that as well. So that's a much more sort of street-level, action-driven, hard-edged person to take control of it. Whereas, I mean, we don't exactly know what put them off when they Marvel brass looked at the original version, but it was apparently a bit procedurally and Matt murdoch not showing up in costume until the fourth episode, <laughs> and it can see why they looked at it and went, "Yeah, this this isn't what we want." So, given that they are seemingly prepared to go for a slightly harder edge with Echo, I think bringing in uh, somebody that wrote on the Punisher and Jack Ryan seems like a better way to go with this, and and maybe having Daredevil a bit more closer to the Netflix version that we had previously. They've also brought in Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who are the directing duo that worked on Loki season two, which, as I said earlier, has been brilliant. They also directed Moonlight, which is wonderfully strange. So that's an interesting kind of angle you've got in there because you've got the directors of two of the oddest of the MCU series coming in directing this as well. So, I mean, it's an interesting set of directors. I think that's a really good pick for a writer. We'll see where it goes. We've no idea when this is going to land. And all we know at the moment, really, is that he's going to have Charlie Cox as Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin and that's about it really and those are that's going to be the new writer and uh, directors of it so i enjoyed the original series I've, i hope this one
0: works daredevil i was very impressed by the first two seasons but i didn't continue it through with the, all the defenders and such but i've always liked charlie cox's version of daredevil considering mm-hmm. my other reference point is ben affleck well yes. um, no i'm really kind of hoping that it does come through it's sad that it's going back to the drawing board but then in another breath i'm glad it's going back to the drawing board because you know i'm one, i'll be one of the first ones to switch off if it wasn't as impactful as maybe the first two seasons we had on Netflix Um, I'd be a bit like yeah this is not what I was expecting and and off it would go so if it's the right thing for Marvel it is the right thing and so I think they've got to do that because they're on very shaky ground at the moment with some of their content not hitting the mark and even what I said earlier like there's been rumors that the Marvel's not going to be the greatest film but like they're following the Avengers they're following one of their best movies of all time of course not a lot is going to live up to it but they're also suffering from exhaustion people are yep. a bit exhausted with the cinematic universe and just want to take a rest from it not saying that it's bad they just don't feel like they have to rush out and get it and they'll pick it up later on streaming or they'll catch up with it at another time <laughs> so i think if this is for right for the whole sort of journey of where they're going i think it'll be fine
2: uh, yeah and i mean i think that has been a problem with the mcu through phase four and Phase five you know the first three phases have definitive points you know Phase one was building the Avengers and phase two was expansion of the sort of Infinity Stone stuff And the growth of kind of Thanos through that. And then you knew that phase three was going to end with Infinity War thing. And phase four just was a mess. And you can't really say where phase four ends. I mean, technically it was with Wakanda Forever, I think. But that didn't really have a tie into anything else. It was just a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a perfectly reasonable movie, but it didn't have that sort of we're starting here, and this is our end point, then the next phase starts here, and this is our end you know there's there's no structure to it it's just like throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I think that's been the problem. It needs somebody to actually take proper control of it. I don't know whether Kevin Feige just taking his eye off the ball, but it needed somebody to actually sort of fit a structure into that, and it's not there at the moment. There seem to be some moving things around, and this seems to be part of that, hopefully. So we'll see where it goes, but at least they've actually picked some interesting writers and directors for it so uh hopefully i don't again we don't know when daredevil born again is going to show up but at least they've they've got the new writers and directors in place that's all the news for this week just some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> So, highlights for next week. We have The South Westerlies, that is coming on the 8th of November to UK TV Play, which is a charming Irish dramedy about environmentalist consultant who goes undercover in a small town to quell objections to a wind farm, apparently. That will be dropping on UK TV Play. You can go check that there. Culprits, which is something that Disney Plus have been pushing quite a lot. It's uh, executive produced by Stephen Garrett, who worked on The Night Manager and The Undoing. It's a dark, funny heist series that sort of follows people after the heist is complete and somebody's trying to knock off the people that did the heist, apparently. But that looks like it could be quite interesting. Disney Plus on the 8th of November for that one. The Santa Clauses is back for a second season. That's the Tim Allen series. That starts on the 8th of November as well. We are heading into Christmas. Newsreader back for a second season. That's on the 9th of November at 9pm on BBC2. That's the Australian drama set in a uh, commercial newsroom in the 80s. So that returns. The Last Leg is back for its 29th season. That's on the Of November at 10 pm, that will see the uh, topical comedy show back. For All Mankind returns for season four, that is on the 10th of November on Apple TV. That's a brilliant, brilliant show. I'm very much looking forward to that coming back. NCIS Sydney, that lands on Paramount Plus on the 10th of November as well. So it's NCIS but set in Sydney. And uh, Murder at the End of the World, which is a limited series, follows an amateur sleuth played by Emma Corrin. She attempts to solve the murder at a secluded retreat looks kind of interesting uh he, he popped up earlier and then kind of got bumped and then bumped again but 14th of november on disney plus for murder at the end of the world anything interesting in there this
0: yes so my list from there i want to see culprits the last leg obviously that's going to go back up to my watch list and murder at the end of the world are my three that i would like to have a look at from that list
2: yes you need to do a for all mankind as well when you've got your apple subscription back oh up yes uh,
0: yeah back in december I'm, I'm going to get that for or slow horses that's when I'm yes. to going back to Apple so
2: go and catch up on For All Mankind as well because that's great great show if people want to speak to you throughout the week where can they find you
0: they can find me on x at grey the geek or they can find me on Instagram at grey Panton, over on blue sky as well not much going on at the moment I'm sorry fans <laughs> I'm just <laughs> extremely busy um, if you scroll back you will see my engagement picture as well so uh, yeah so if you want to catch up on my news but other than that I might all well go back on it a little bit more closer to
1: Christmas.
2: so Yes, so uh, go and check Grey out over there. Other people involved in the show, you can find Bex at twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites. She's streaming every week. She's uh, doing various streams for Samaritans at the moment. So uh, go over there, go and donate some money, support Samaritans, which is a wonderful, wonderful charity particularly needed this time of year. So go and check Bex out over there and you'll have some laughs and she's got some great content going up on there. She's playing games and just chatting and painting herself as various hideous hideous creatures uh, it's been really fun so go and check that out on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bites Matt you can find over on entertainmenttalk.org for all the latest podcasts over there and Daryl you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV series that you love which are shot in Canada for us you can visit the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter x find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on blue sky at geektown on instagram at geektown uk on tiktok at geektown uk and on threads at geektown uk and uh, yeah go and check out there's lots of videos going up on youtube over this week as well so go and check those out there that is everything we shall see you next week bye-bye bye-bye